All right, guys, my name is Dr. Shornell Wolverton Sihan. Welcome to our channel. So very, very excited today because we're going to discuss a topic that I've never had discussed before on this channel, um, QHHT. Um, this is a tool that um, Dolores Cannon used, and I'm going to have our guest explain a little bit more about it. I've actually had a session um, it was a, a bit a bit ago now, I want to say maybe five years ago, and it was pretty um, big, big time. And so, you know, um, this could be something that's important for anybody out there to get um, one of these sessions. And so I want to go a little bit into what it is and how it helps people, um, how it serves in this planet right now, especially. And but before we get started, I just want to remind everybody, please go to the website you can get on the newsletter. That way you know about all the upcoming coming shows, the guests and different things that we have going on. We have members meetings, we have giveaways. We have a lot of different fun things that we like to do. And we're always open to ideas as well. So please chime in and give us your feedback. Um, also um, hit the like, you know, um, algorithms really make a big difference. If you're not getting notifications, make sure you're getting that notification because that's really important. Um, a lot of people say, oh my gosh, I missed the show again. And I'm like, if you hit the notification button and you subscribe, then you'll get a little um, bell every time something comes up and you'll know what's coming and you won't miss it. Even if you can't watch the live, you can always watch the replay. But if you don't know what's happening, then you won't save it for later. So definitely do that. And um, yeah, uh, I'd love to see any questions or comments too as we go along. And I think without any further ado, our guest today is Lori Lines. Hi. Hey. Hi. So happy to be here. Yes. I actually found her on the internet. I just, I don't even know how she came up in my feed, but I started seeing her posts. Very humorous, um, <laughs> very fun. And uh, for those of you who follow her, you know what I'm talking about. But she also has lots of in inspiration and just encouragement and healing. And um, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to. I'm going to just reach out and see what happens. Um, so I'm not familiar with her personally. We've talked on the phone um, once and a lot's in Messenger. Um, but I am very, very, very honored that you would give your time today to be with us. And um, without any further ado, Lori, tell us a little bit about you and welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. And thank you for inviting me, Dr. Charnell. I'm so grateful for that. Because I think QHHT is such a, it's, it's really exploding. People are becoming more aware of it. And I just like being part of, of, you know, being that mouthpiece for it. And so thank you for this opportunity for me to introduce to QHHT to people that may not be aware of what it is right now. So um, a little bit about my background. Um, I have... I'm going to try to give you the Reader's Digest version because <laughs> I have a long history. But um, everything that I have ever done has led me to here. And I, I think a lot of people can really relate to that. Everything I've ever done, I use now. And it's just so amazing how that works. We don't realize we're doing that when we're going through our processes, though, right? So, um Gosh, I have been interested in uh, esoteric matters for a long, long time. I have a lot of planets in Pisces, so dreaming and hypnosis and psychic stuff and all of that thing, all of that has been something that's been of interest to me. 
I also studied feng shui for a few years. It, it taught me how to read energy. I could started, well, when I, as I studied it over time uh, and practiced it, um, I started to be able to see energy dynamics playing out between people and people and things. So that's really was kind of interesting. Also worked in the psychiatric hospital field for several years um, and got a lot of information through osmosis that way wow. and, um, and did psychic readings for a while and uh, continued to hone my intuition. I've always had that intuition and empathic ability anyway, but just continued to get stronger and stronger over time. And um, uh, long story short, I, I got a little bit uh, disenchanted with doing psychic readings. This is just for me. Not, I, I'm not putting it down for anybody, but um, I, I became a little bit uh, frustrated, I guess. And um, because what was happening, what I started noticing is people were uh, really depending on me to help them make the most minute decisions in their lives. And um, as things started progressing and we started ascending, which I believe the collective is ascending, as you probably know, are aware, um, I started not seeing uh, very clear timelines for people. And then I realized that, oh my goodness, we've ascended. And the people that were coming to me were, and or they wouldn't have been even attracted to coming to me at that because we weren't on, because we were on the same frequency. I started realizing that there was just way, way more when I would look, try to find, try to pick out a timeline for somebody and predictions. Um, I was seeing much more possibility for them. So it was very difficult to follow any one timeline because we are now in choice we're very much in choice. That's available to us more and more. So, uh, and then when I started questioning that stuff, uh, I think QHHT found me. <laughs> and uh, I became aware of Dolores Cannon and started watching all of her videos and just fell in love with her because I think like many people, she reminded me of my grandmother and what's so interesting is later I found out she had the same birthday as my grandmother. What? And I know. And her, and another synchronicity is um, her daughter, Julia, who I love dearly and has mentored me all these years. Uh, she has the same birthday as my mother did not the same years, but <laughs> the same birthday. And, um, and then they reside in, they reside in Arkansas and I have a, a lot of extended family there. So that when they came over to the United States many moons ago, they settled, a lot of them settled in Arkansas. So I don't know, but when, once I started, um, uh, learning QHHT, I just felt like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is my calling. I love this so much. And I have the service to, to others, um, personality. So it just really mm. helped me. And what I really love about it is that it empowers the client to heal themselves. Yes. And to find their own truth, their own understanding in those things in their lives that, uh, they may have questions about. So that's a little bit about my background. I just kind of traversed through life and it just, it just 
happened. It just happened for me. And so now I'm a level three and I'm very grateful for that. And, um, and I, and I get to do what I love and meet the most amazing people that come into my office and, um, all ready and raring to go to heal themselves. That is amazing. Uh, yeah. it's, it's interesting because I didn't have, I didn't know that you worked in psych units. I did too. For, I did don't you? know if you knew that about me, but I, I did. For years. That's how, um, which is good practice for this kind of work, isn't it? Yeah, it um, is. But I think I was in four or five different hospitals working um, in, in different wards um, with children and adults at different times. And oh, okay. So yeah, lots of practice for sure. But um, <laughs> yes, I also thought it was interesting that you mentioned with your um, mentor when she came, Dolores, who I would have loved to meet her. I've, I've read a couple of her books now since um, since I was introduced to her. Mm-hmm. And I mean, my goodness, yeah, that grandmother vibe. My, um, my mm-hmm. mentor had similar things like background of Scandinavian, you know, lived in the same area, the same name as my father and my grandfather, you know, just that kind of spiritual dad kind of vibe too. So it's interesting how we, you know, attract these people into our lives to be the teacher or the support for what our mission is in these times. And absolutely. Yes. Yes. I'm sure people watching have their version too of just getting an alignment and then people show up. They, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher shows up. So um, I know how my QHHT section went and I did mine in person in Alabama with, um, I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, James Redfield, um, he wrote yes. the book, uh, Celestial um, Prophecy, the Celestine Prophecy. His yes. wife does QHHT, and awesome. I did a session with her. Um, I've been friends with their their family and or their them for a long, long time, and it was revolutionary for me. I mean, it was it broke all the boxes that I had at the time, really, um, and. Well, I don't know all of the boxes. There's probably a few boxes that haven't been broken yeah. yet that I'm not aware of, but I'm sure, you know, as you know, there things still show up sometimes. Yeah. It's like, well, where did that come from? But um, tell us what QHHT is to okay. you in your words, just for instance, maybe somebody who's watching that's like, what in the world is that? What is sure. that? Well, QHHT is an acronym for quantum healing hypnosis technique. And it's roughly a 50 year body of work. As we, as we said, pioneered by the late great Dolores Cannon. And, um, and so it's, it's where, how do I put it? It's where a client is induced into a hypnotic state where they can access past parallel or uh, even future life situations. And um, how do I put it? Uh, and they can, they can access the source. Uh, also, they can access the source of all knowledge, which resides in all of us. And in order to get information and understanding about the problems in their lives. So, you know, why things are the way they are in their lives, um, you know, and, and, and to access that part of themselves that, you know, can heal, even heal anything um, when it's appropriate, right? 
Um, so, and during the session, we usually talk about things like healing and soul contracts and relationships. And of course, the most asked question is, what is my purpose in this life? Sure. What, you know, why am I here? I get questions like that. And why am I here at this? Why did I choose this juncture in our world to be here? Right. So uh, and so QHHT can even reprogram our minds um, to let go and to bring in to let go of what doesn't serve us anymore mm -hmm. and to bring in what services us and to find those answers to even long term questions and to release life patterns and to. Um, you know, release those limiting beliefs like you alluded to. Um, you know, we can help promote, uh, you know, through a QHHT session, we can help promote better relationships or have an understanding of maybe our karmic contracts um, in those relationships. We can also, you know, come to an understanding of what our dreams are about or our insights uh, come into a better understanding of those things as well as, um, you know, release traumas, not from just this life, but past lives too. Cause a lot of times we bring in, uh, our traumas from other lives and we just keep repeating them in lives until we get it, until we are able to, uh, gain our sovereignty over them and to, um, you know, transcend that. And, and then of course, uh, with that, uh, we can drop our fears and phobias too. So it can do so much uh, in one session. And usually one session is anywhere from five to six hours. Wow. Uh, that's the average time spent on an entire session. That includes the three components, the interview, the hypnosis session, and then the after talk. Mm. So, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's fascinating. I love the way you're explaining it. Um, Thank you. Do you do remote or is this, I mean, I did mine in person and I think most of them are done in person, but I don't, is there such a thing as a remote? There, there, well, there are people doing that. Um, but in order for it, for it to be authentic QHHT, it needs to be done in person. Mm -hmm. uh, because so much can be lost between the screen with the screen between it's very important to have that energetic exchange with a real heart centered QHHT practitioner that is service to others. Yes. And yeah. so, and going back to emotional, physical, 86% of all physical issues actually are emotional. So when you're working with people, I'm sure you're seeing lots of emotional things and you mentioned healing. Um, yeah. I would guess that as the emotions are healed, the physical can proponent can come in as well. Are you seeing that kind of thing where like there's physical healings as well? Yes. You know, one thing that comes to mind is a woman that I do my, my uh, sessions right here behind me. There's a bed behind me. Uh, I will, I saw this woman. I couldn't believe it. She, she had all these back problems and she, basically got a chiropractic adjustment on the bed. I could hear her bones cracking uh, wow. as that happened. Yes. And it's um, I've seen all kinds of healing happen. Um, 
when we're talking physical stuff, I've seen that. I've seen um, uh, infections go away. Uh, I have seen, uh, goodness, I've, off the top of my head, I'm having a trouble remembering it all. Uh, I've done so many sessions. Um, I've seen, uh, oh, not long ago was a woman who released her breast cancer. Uh, she came to a real deep understanding of, of why that was, uh, manifested, why she manifested that. And, um, I can't remember exactly what it was now, but I'm going to be putting up a, uh, she gave me permission to put up her, uh, that set, that's that part of her session up on YouTube soon. So I'll be wow. able to do that. But that's yeah. Significant. That is yeah. pretty major. For yes. sure. Yes. Yeah. And on the topic of reincarnation. Um, yes. so I didn't grow up in a church setting at all. Um, but at 13 moved to Louisiana for a bit. And, um, that is a very, um, huge area or, you know, Bible belt, you know, that's a real deal. I've um, lived there. <laughs> I know. Oh, okay. yeah. so you understand. Um, yeah. so the church in general usually doesn't really believe in reincarnation. I know Edgar, Edgar Casey, who loves the Bible and actually, um, loves God. Um, yes. he has many, many, many sessions that talk about reincarnation. For me, I think a lot about genetic memory and how if we're all one and there is one consciousness like here, but then there's also our DNA, I can actually do biofeedback with people and we can see what's going on in, as far as emotions or patterns. And the lower the numbers, the longer people have dealt with those issues, those reoccurring issues. And mm -hmm. when I see real, real, real numbers that are low, um, to me, that's a genetic issue that where someone incarnated into that DNA from their ancestors or whatever. Yes. And now that's their package to yes. exist in. And if there's an issue, whether it's poverty, illness, what have you in that genetic genetic expression or those codes, then it's ours to fix if it's, you know, something that needs fixing or restoring. Right. So um, speak a little bit about your take on all of that, or if you have any say in that. You know, I, um, I don't, I, I don't profess to understand a lot of it. I just know that uh, some people are able to heal those uh, and what I call ancestral curses or, you know, they're those um, ancestral types of uh, problems, physical problems, mental problems, thing, uh, spiritual, uh, emotional issues. I've, I've seen them be able to either uh, have relief from them or, mm -hmm. um, or heal it altogether. Um, but I don't profess to really understand, you know, the connection, uh, you know, the, the, the material world connection there. I don't really understand that. All I know is some people are able to do it to heal themselves. Well, what, what would you say besides finding out what your purpose is, or you said there's some kind of 
revolving themes or questions. Um, are there any other things that stick out to you as far as themes or questions that yes. people might have that, um, that you kind of see pretty much? I over? see a lot of, uh, when we start talking, uh, a lot of times when we get down to the nitty gritty, somebody has taken on a lack of self-worth Oh, wow. uh, and that is what the ailments in their lives, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, material, uh, that's usually what it, what is the baseline for what's going wrong in their lives, what they perceive as going wrong in their lives. Interesting. Uh, I'm just curious because I know with my soul audits, when I'm working with people, so far in five years of doing soul audits, um, every single person that I've ever tested always tests. Number one, it's always the first and there's several in order, but they always test abandonment. Yes. And it's always zero to two. It comes in from ages zero to two or, you yes. know, or before. And it's always stored in the heart and the intestines. I don't know why. And, yeah. um, but with, you know, I, it's gotten so, um, <laughs> big that every time I test anyone, I even start to just write it down without testing because I'm going to assume that it's there. But sometimes I still go back and go, okay, but for the person I'm going to check and make sure to check and then lo and behold, it's always the first emotion. That makes sense. That's, that's going to cause, right. That's going to cause that lack of self-worth. You know, they yes. took on, they were abandoned first and then that causes the lack of self-worth. You're right. Yeah. So. And some of it's perception because I know for me, I had picked up on myself abandonment and mm -hmm. um, my dad was military. And so of course he wasn't abandoning me when he was off trying to save the planet, literally. Sure. Um, but when you're, you know, just born, or even maybe even in the womb and dad's not around or what have you, you can pick up these weird, you know, yeah. lies or make up things about what situation that you're in. Right. And right. there's a book um, called uh, it didn't start with you. Yes. It talks about how people pick up these patterns. Um, and it's pretty interesting. Can you speak a little bit into that? So the, yeah, I, I think a lot of times uh, I have seen where there's a story in a past life where somebody was abandoned um, in some way or another, and then it's brought over into another life in, or this life, excuse me, and it's acted out uh, in, in different ways. And our soul is, is interpreting it as abandonment. Even if your dad just loved you like crazy and wanted to be with you and all that, you, you know, you yourself took on that abandonment uh, belief um, and continued it into this lifetime. Do you know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, I, I see that happen a lot. Yeah. I think too, it can even be, um, if you are an empath and because we are all empaths in some level, mm -hmm. um, I think sometimes it's even like, maybe I wasn't even picking up on me feeling abandoned, but maybe picking up on my mom feeling, yes. abandoned, which, which, which I don't think that she technically felt, but yes. you know, how isolating could it be to be a mom with kids while your husband's off 
you know, for nine months. And this is before social media or a way to FaceTime or whatever. I mean, my son is in the military now. And even when he's deployed or whatever, we can FaceTime and we can, you know, there's all these other tools here now. Um, and my mom had mentioned the other day, she said, you know, there were times your dad was gone for nine months and we wouldn't talk, but maybe two times out of that entire nine months. And so yeah. it could be an empath thing where we're picking up thing, something and we think it's ours. And then we create some sort of narrative based on just that, because we don't separate our feelings from what we're picking up. You know, exactly that as well yes I'm I'm personally I have the same thing sort of uh my father left uh before I was even born and my mother was heartbroken and I kind of marinated in that uh before I was born and then you know uh picked up on her heartache for so many years that you know you don't know it. at the time I didn't realize that uh I was picking up on her heartache. I didn't really know my father and, um, but it did affect me uh, for a long, long time and definitely had that abandonment issue, which thank God I've healed, I think pretty much. So um, yes, definitely picked up on my own mother's heartache and uh, took it on as my own for a long time about that. Yeah. Well, Whoops, sorry, I had to hit mute a second. Um, That's okay. So tell me, what are some of the craziest things that you've seen um, as far as breakthrough or, breakthrough. Uh, you know, just in general? And then I know, too, you've probably seen, like, off-planet stuff, too, right? Yes. I mean, there's a, speaking of crazy, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> really crazy. It just is what it is. Yeah. But um, oh. talk a little bit about that. Goodness. Um you know, I tend to, up until recently, I tended to attract people that were deeply, deeply traumatized in ways that are pretty unspeakable. Um, it seems to be, for some reason, why, I, I don't know why I attracted those clients, but I guess because I have a deep compassion um, and uh, I know from my own QHHT session, this is my first incarnation on earth. I came from the future, but I was imprinted with a lot of um, empathy and um, uh, compassion for humanity. And so where was I going with this? <laughs> um, so I'm trying to think of um, a way like, okay, what was it? What was your question again? I'm sorry. I was just talking about like off planet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I, yeah. So, crazy, but you know, yes. Maybe some people were perceived as crazy out yes. there. Stuff. Like, what, what's, what kind okay. of thing? Yeah. So, uh, that's what I was saying. Okay. Thank you. Got me back on track. Um, yes. I have, up until recently, I've just seen a lot of trauma, a lot of traumatized people. Um, but, Recently, I saw, um, you know, I talked to somebody who is a, uh, and this was her third session, it took her a while to go deeper into who she really is. And she's a, she is a, uh, a warrior uh, with the uh, Galactic Federation. 
and she's part of the Council of Light. And so that was a very interesting thing uh, to witness her realize how incredibly power she really is and how many parallel lives she's living now. Um, and she's here as a human being on earth, but she's also uh, fulfilling uh, an agenda, a positive agenda, I think, for humanity as a member of the Galactic Federation Council of Light. So, um, for those who don't know what the Galactic Federation of Light is, or Council of Federation of Light, can you explain that a little bit? Well, I think it's an off world. Uh, 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 what do you call it? Um, another dimension, another dimension that resides off world. Uh, and they're helping to protect our planet and the humans and all life forms on planet. Interesting. And you've, you've seen, I mean, I'm, I'm curious, yeah. I have my own experience, but sure. have you seen a lot of this? Not a lot. Like I said, I, uh, I'm just now starting to see things like that. Um, most of my clients have evolved from, you know, real traumatized situations. And, and I'm now getting clients that are experiencing themselves on other planets. And uh, the very, another one I just did recently um, is a little, we never really quite figured out what to call her, but she's, she was a little pot bellied, um, alien that takes care of planet plants, uh, and, uh, on another planet, which was very interesting. Um, and I've seen, oh my goodness, I can, if I could just remember everybody, I should have, uh, made some notes about it. Uh, but at this moment I can't remember, uh, but I know that I've experienced, oh, let's see, there's another one where um, he had, for for millennia, he had a reptilian hanging on to him, and he's never been able to, you know, progress in life as far as he wanted to. And in a session that he had with me, he was able to finally, to find his higher self finally removed this reptilian because it no longer served. He had learned all he needed to learn from it. That is pretty big. Yes. Um, that is very, very big. And yeah. I, I like, hello, help me out a little bit over here. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, uh, as, as far as Dolores' books, um, yeah. I've only dived into the volunteers as, yeah. as one of them. And then she had one about the teachings of Jesus. Beautiful um, books. Yes. Have you? Let's talk about the volunteers, um, just for maybe people who aren't familiar with the volunteers and the different waves of volunteers. Can you go into that a little bit? Sure. And if I, if you don't mind, I'd like to talk personally about it. Um, my higher self told me not to read that book, uh, the three waves of volunteers yet. Uh, and I don't know why until I had my own session where um, I was a little frustrated because I didn't go into any past lives on earth at all. <laughs> Uh, so, but I found myself hovering over a planet. Uh, I was disembodied and I knew from my awareness that I had all these other souls around me and we were hovering over this planet that was destructing. And, um, I was weeping and asking what happened, why I lost all of my loved ones. And, um, 
but I could sense around me that they were, they were around me and they, they were actual people that I know in this life. And, um, and after I, uh, I wept, <laughs> uh, out of grief, um, it was imprinted on me that whatever was happening on my planet that destructed was a, was a result of what was happening on earth. And this is why I, th I believe that I came from the future because uh, then um, there was this big light and I heard earth is in trouble. Do you want to volunteer? And I'm like, made a beeline for earth. And, um, and so what I know from that is I came in as one of the volunteers. Uh, I identify with first and second. I think I'm a bridge between first and second. And um, uh, to be part of a movement to help people wake up and heal themselves. Wake up to their own power and heal themselves. So um, that is that. And then later I read the three waves of volunteers and it, it just validated my own QHHT sessions wow. that I had. So, so go ahead. Yeah. Go into, if you don't mind. Um, and I love that you listen to yourself about not reading yeah. certain books or, you know, I, I've had a, I'm in, I'm there and I have been there for since yeah. like 1995. I had a message um, not to read any books unless I was absolutely called. And there's been many times I've picked up something or I've just been interested and I get like a check or like a no um, and, or even listening to different podcasts or, you know, back then it was CDs or TV shows or what have you. Um, sure. And for me and the reason for me and my growth was that it was for me to le learn to hear on my own and to get my own intuition. Right. And then whenever I, every now and then I would kind of like scout out like what people are saying or what's going on. And it would be similar to what I had written down or what I had posted or what I had blogged and it built my confidence and being able to hear and to know what I was knowing and yes, as being real and not just being something I made up. And after lots of practice with that over the years, I've been way more confident to just, you know, share and be bold because I know that what I'm getting is, is, um, is something that's important. That's not just for me, but maybe for the collective or, um, you know, bigger than just my own thoughts. And so, um, but I can so, relate. <laughs> yeah. Thank you on that for sharing. And, and there may be yeah. seasons of that. And then, uh, then I'm can read five or six books at a time and then, or just pick them up and sleep with them. And I get stuff osmosis, which is really interesting. I, I sleep with books all the time and I, I'm so surprised whenever I pick it up, you know, a week or two later and I'm like, I'm reading it. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I just wrote all this down like literally a week ago. And so, um, and I just found out that Edgar Casey did something similar. I didn't even know that he did that until like a week ago. So that's, that's amazing. Really interesting. 
but um, explain if, for those who don't know or haven't read the book, what are the waves? What are oh, these? Oh, okay. Let me see if I can explain it in my own words. <laughs> um, okay, so there uh, apparently, um, you know, uh, source. Uh, here's my opinion. I'm just going to give you my opinion of it. It's it's uh, Earth has been in trouble and so for a long, long time. And um, uh, we have been enslaved in a system that, you know, they call the matrix. And I think it's time for the, what's happened is the pendulum is swinging the other way where many souls have come in. Uh, I think that the first waivers were kind of the scouts or maybe before then they were kind of scouting out uh, the world uh, and who was looking through their eyes, I don't know. And, uh, and then there's these first waivers who are the probably um, in their 60s on up now. Um, and, and there's no sharp distinction, I believe. I don't think there's any sharp distinction between ages of who they are, except for the really young ones are coming in knowing who they are already with their DNA already upgraded. But um, the, the first waivers are the people that uh, just absolutely, you know, experienced trauma, don't feel like they're not, they're not from here, they don't want to be here. Uh, a lot of them want to want to commit suicide and things like that. I probably shouldn't say that on YouTube. But anyway, you might want to <laughs> take that out um, or check out early. Um, and then, uh, still learning wisdom though from their experiences and then there's these uh, the second wave or these uh people that uh usually um are uh they're they're kind of the healers and they can um you know walk in a mall and just heal people and not even know they're doing it um Usually, uh, I think some of the benchmarks for them is they don't really know what to do in life. They're, uh, there's nothing, you know, they're seeing all around them that, you know, you must, the matrix says you have to go to school, you got to get a career, you have to, you have to do all these steps in life to be happy, but they're not really conforming to that. And uh, a lot of them are entrepreneurs on their own or they just don't really, they don't really need to be in the matrix in order to live. Uh, they just seem to kind of be taken care of. <laughs> um, uh, and a lot of them don't really uh, have a desire to have children uh, because they are here for a mission and they want out and they don't want to uh, create any more karma. Uh, and then the younger ones are the ones that apparently their DNA is already intact and they know who they are and they're the builders and they're going to help build a new society, a new world. And that's the, that's the third wave then? The third wave. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And in your um, exploration of doing, and how long have you been doing this, by the way? I forgot to ask. I've been doing QHHT since, let's see, I think I took my first class in 2015. 
Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So wow. I've been a level three almost four years now. Okay. And so she has this book regarding Jesus and his teachings. Um, the Essene, S, what is it? The Jesus and the Essenes. Essenes, yes. Yes. So yes. when you had worked with people in the past, have you seen anyone bring up Jesus or other oh, people, yes. spiritual leaders of any kind? Or what? What? what's your experience in that? Uh, I it's funny. I was talking to a friend about this to this morning. Um, I had a client that, um, that was, this may be very controversial, uh, who was actually there when, uh, Jesus was supposedly hung on the cross, but the person was there, but never saw that. And then uh, another person has a very strong connection to Jesus. And Jesus was saying that he never was hung on a cross. That he was tied to a pole, but that he lived out his life wow. with Mary Magdalene. So I don't know what's, you know, we can be questioning uh, the Bible uh, or those that that uh, uh, preach the Bible. I really don't know uh, the truth in it all, but to them it was very true. So um, I myself have had a very strong connection with Jesus uh, growing up, being abandoned by father, uh, pining away for that energy. Uh, Jesus would show up as apparitions for me growing up and give me that wonderful, loving male energy that I needed. And then I um, kind of lost that for a while. And then under my own QHHT session, he visited me. I, he's on a spaceship right now called the New Jerusalem. <laughs> and uh, that's where uh, I'm from. And uh, my practitioner asked, you know, Lori wants to know where her soul is, comes from. And he says, you know, she's a divine spark of me, of course, just like many on earth. And that uh, he kept, I wanted to, I kind of was a little bit resistant to him because he kept saying, you need to go back. You need to go back. You've got a mission. And I said, oh, I want to look around this spaceship. I want to see where I come from. And he said, no, if you do that, you won't want to go back. So I said, okay, so I'm doing my mission, loving every minute of it. But um, yeah, I think Jesus uh, appears in many different ways for many different people. You know, we're very multidimensional beings. Yes. Why, why wouldn't Jesus be? Yes, absolutely. And I've had, I actually had an encounter at four without any upbringing in any kind of spiritual path or religion or anything um yeah i didn't have a religion either yeah quite quite I, I, it was easter sunday it happened to be uh whatever easter really is or that whole situation like you mentioned but um interesting and and even with the waves of volunteers i think of the the here am i send me you know in scripture of you know, people, um, not people, but spirits or souls that are 
you know, ready and volunteering like, Hey, you know, I'll, I'll help. Mm -hmm. um, are there any other spiritual masters or teachers that you've seen um, besides Jesus or heard, you know, In through your clients? Yes, um, ma'am. Actually, not that I can recall. A lot of times they'll go straight to source though. And there, there will be just, they will light up and their eyes start crying because the love is so impact, so powerful. Um, and so I give them as long as they need to, to dwell in that energy. They feel a part of it, everything. They feel that oneness. And uh, sometimes people don't go into past lives. They just go straight to source. That's pretty cool. And that's apparently the, uh, a lot of the, uh, the younger crowd uh, are, you know, are, are straight from source. Yeah, that's, what, that's my next question. Have you worked with children? And what are you seeing with children right now? Well, um, I don't work with children. Um, it's really not advisable for a child uh, under 18 to experience QHHT. Oh, wow. Um, it's just, that was just one of the things, one of the rules that Dolores had. And I, I would prefer to let them experience some stuff before they, you know, some life uh, before, you know, before they, and, and to have an understanding of what they experience. I think they need to be a little bit older. Yes. And it may be more like that whole higher self tells them this isn't not yet. Like, yeah, that happens <laughs> Yeah, now. And then we'll talk about it later and you'll get confirmation kind of thing. Like, with the books or the CDs or the teachings and what have you. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is a uh, really, really fascinating. Um, when you think about where we are in the earth and um, just with the collective, if you could say anything to everyone yes. out there who's watching, like what, what is your message or what do you feel that's coming through to encourage people where they're at right now? Because this has been a, an extreme interesting opportunity time in the last three years to really um, work with our shadow self or like to depress it and just be depressed, you know, which is the opposite of expression and creativity. Um, when we depress, depress, um, oppress, you know, that's, that's not always the best um, outcome. No. But what are you, what do you feel like you can, share with our viewers today um, as, as a personal encouragement of something that may have come through for you um, to, to help people? Well, the one thing that I know that I'm getting from the clients that I'm seeing, as well as my own higher self speaking with me, is that, um, you know, uh, I'm reminded of, of what one of my clients said, uh, is that consciousness is rising choice is rising and um there's there needs to be comfort in knowing that there is a split going on it's not a split of good versus evil it's or anything like that like it may appear it is more of a split in journeys mm. And so uh, when that split happens, 
it's nothing personal. It is, it is a journey, someone going off on a different journey than you. So, um, what, what else can I say? Um, I'm really excited about this new earth that we're transcending into. Uh, our frequencies are getting higher. We're manifesting quicker. We're dropping karma. Uh, mm. And um, this is the, in my understanding, that this is the generation, those of us inhabiting earth right now, we're the generation to release that karma, release that cycle, release the, uh, the ancestral curses and things like that through a deep, deep level of forgiveness. Yes, that's what I was going to ask you. How? That's great that yeah. you heard that. So forgiveness of self, forgiveness of others. Yes. Um, yes. And what I see is if even if we do something that is inappropriate or wrong or what have you, and nobody knows, um, the energy of that is still in the code. So let's say, yes. you lie, not you, but let's say someone lies sure. or sure. steals or hurt someone else with ill intention and, and maybe nobody knows about it. If that is the code that is projecting, then we'll just keep getting more of that. Cause that's what actual karma is yes. But the minute that you forgive yourself. Even if someone else doesn't forgive you, if you forgive yourself, that acceptance and, and honoring yourself sends a different projection of, I love myself. I, I you know, I am that I am. And that code goes out and we start attracting different people who do honor and celebrate and accept. And so that's a lot to me in my version of what karma looks You're like right. at the science level. You're right. We have to, you know, the more we, uh, we, we won't ascend un unless we um, take personal inventory of our own value systems, you know? And to uh, abide by uh, abide by those value systems that we know we innate we innately have within us, and to let go of you know that which no longer serves us those certain behaviors like lying, cheating, stealing you know any of those things that um, really goes against who we really are. So. Um, I agree with you. I think mindfulness is very important. Being very aware, practicing presence, being in your body and focusing on the breath yes. and recognizing, <laughs> yeah, recognizing, you know, those thoughts and beliefs and emotions that run through us. And we have the power to choose what we're going to entertain and what That's we won't. So Yes, that is so good. Uh, I had an encounter one time. I kept having these recurring dreams about it's time to meet Will. It's time to meet Will. And so I kept, um, I contacted my office. Back then I was doing a lot of conference speaking. And I said, um, do you guys know a Will? Is there, do we have something coming up where I'm going somewhere, a pastor Will or a person or a, someone? Is there anything with Will or William or Billy or anything? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. And then fast forward, I started working with this doctor, Dr. Lucky, 
and he um, he handed me this piece of paper as you know he was testing me, and as soon as he handed me the paper, the machine kind of made this sound like Pac-Man just died, and I was like, oh God, what is that sound? And his face was just like, ooh, you know, and I was like, oh, that's not what you want your doctor's face. No. <laughs> so I I I looked at the paper. Oh, sorry, I looked that's at the okay. paper, and it was like. I am beautiful. I have a purpose. I am loved, you know, all the, I have, I have destiny. I'm abundant, you know? And he was like, normally when I give the paper and people say it, the machine might respond, but you just touched the paper and instantly there was, um, so he, he said to me, basically you're rejecting all of this on, um, on the paper. And I was like, what? And I was embarrassed to tell him, like, I'm a conference speaker. This is what I teach. I'm, you know, I teach people to be empowered in their destiny. And I'm like, here, I'm being a terrible rep because subconsciously I wasn't loving myself or feeling it about my own self, let alone being able to help anybody else. So I kind of felt like embarrassed about that a little bit, but all of a sudden he says to me, well, your spirit, I mean, your, your will is 400,000 times stronger than your spirit. And I was like, what? And he said, you know, you can override what, what God and you wants just by making different choices with your willpower. And I, and it just sunk in. And then I heard again, it's time to meet will. And I knew that my will needed to line up with my higher self in ah. order to just to really experience the highest of what I could possibly, um, you know, encounter or experience. And so, uh, will, will change the timelines and, um, you know, that's important piece of, of, for me anyway, that was a biggie of just choice. Like you mentioned is that we do have choices. We can yes. pick what we're thinking about. We can pick what we're talking about. We can pick if we respond or if we choose to react. Um, and I'd say respond, react because respond in medicine would be you know, a good thing. Like there's a, there's a, a healing, there's a, maybe a detox or a, a better outcome versus a reaction. I think of, you know, emotional reaction and, or a rash or something, you know, yeah. terrible. And so uh, speak a little bit more about the will and the, and how that affects breaking off timelines. You, you keep, you've mentioned that a few times. And for those who aren't familiar explain parallel or timelines and, and how will can, can get us different places. Well, okay. That's a lot for me to, okay. So the first thing I want to say to you is, you know, listening to your story is, isn't it wonderful how our mission always brings us back to ourselves? Yes. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's, it's, it's a figure eight, you know, it's, it's definitely a figure eight. Um, so, okay. And you want me to speak to, to, well, we are multidimensional beings. And in reality, even though we speak of past parallel and future lives, everything's happening at the same time. We're all very multidimensional. We, our soul is much bigger than our bodies. And in my opinion, you know, our souls are leading lives in other dimensions. So when, uh, so I don't believe dreams are just dreams. I don't believe those insights that come in, come into us, you know, as we're, I don't know, mopping the floor or whatever, though our mind is time traveling. 
you know, we're, when we're, really there isn't such thing, but in human terms, that's the only way I can explain it. So awesome. dreams, we are visiting. Our soul is out there uh, journeying and, and visiting ourselves and other people uh, on different timelines. Timelines, what is that? Other dimensions, right? So um, when somebody, I don't, I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but when somebody is in a meditative state or a hypnotic state, they're, you know, all of those experiences reside in your DNA. And, and this is the only way I know how to explain it in a very simplified way is that uh, all of that energy and those experiences reside in our DNA and in our cells. It animates us, right? And so when we are able to get really relaxed and slow down that monkey mind and get really present within ourselves is when we can experience ourselves on many different dimensions. And uh, we're doing that when we're sleeping, Yes, you know? Yeah, so no. I don't know if I answered your question. Uh, no, you did. You did. And that was going to, you even answered my next question that look how prophetic you are. Cause my next question was going to be, have you ever had people, um, have encounters with a being of some sorts and then realize that's just you in the future or you in a higher level. So you kind of already did that for me and yeah. I, I've had that experience and I'm sure there's many watching who have, but maybe sure. you have had an encounter of someone out there and you didn't even know that it was you. Um, we can take different forms and different things. And, you know, even people in the cloud of witnesses can come, uh, our ancestors are, are just different people who have passed who are watching and give us messages or information or encouragement because they are cheering us on and they they want to see us succeed and they're working with us you know right. we're working together we're not down here solo we have we do have source but we also have the great cloud that have gone before us that are just you know sitting on the sidelines but also doing their jobs where they are too. And they're working. We don't quit working once we pass into that other dimension. We were, we, we still have things to do. So. Yes. Um, and no yeah. matter where we are, no matter where we are in our level of consciousness or what dimension we're on, we are on, we're still learning. Yes. We're still gathering experience and taking it back to source. Yes. yes because yes. we are source. Yes. And my, my mentor would say when he had his near death experience, when he went wherever um, source mm -hmm. asked him, um, did you learn to love? And mm. he asked every single person who came, did you learn to love? And um, that was a huge reason, if not the reason why we're all here is to bring love to the planet and to bring some alchemy to the planet where there isn't love and to work through whatever situations that we have or that we are. And, and, and that requires courage to, to look on your inner self. When I was talking about the soul audits um, at, at 200 is where we, we come into courage. And you mentioned something about attracting a certain type of clientele. Yeah. I won't get anyone less than a 200 for some reason mm -hmm. to, to even come to me because usually someone who's coming to me, they're already past the courage state. They're, they're already, already looking into why they created what they created and want to know more. And they're not playing the, 
blame game of, well, because my parents didn't have money, blah, 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 or my dad left them, da, 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 or my parents divorced. So therefore, you know, I'm stuck here, blah, 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 that they're willing to um, look to, you know, why, why did I sign up for this? And what is the lesson here? And what do I do with this? And um, so it's interesting how you mentioned, we have so many similarities. It's I know different modalities, but different words. Uh, yeah. yeah, so yeah. different, but yeah, so many, um, so many similarities. So, um, the psych unit thing and all that too. So, mm-hmm. so fascinating. Love you. Love your uh, heart. Love your vibe. Thank you. I love yours too. Yeah. Tell us where, where can people find you to get a session? Like where? Um, okay. Well, I reside in Central Texas. I do have people come from all over the United States and before COVID, all all over the world came to see me. Uh, And um, so, yes, I live outside of Austin in a town called Georgetown, Texas. And that's where I practice Uh, my QHHT. All my other work can be done online. I do clinical hypnotherapy as well as... um, what I, uh, what I call higher self and, and spiritual sounding board kind of, uh, coaching sessions. I'm also a mindfulness meditation coach, but yes, you can, in, you can reach me at laurielines.com. Uh, also on Facebook, Lori lines. Um, and yeah, that's all I can think of right now. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, Yeah. So I do, I do encourage you guys watching, you know, reach out, Check out her information, and if you're local or if you want to make a trip, um, this is a great opportunity to kind of dig in to yes. find out what's you know get unstuck or get some clarity or find out where maybe you're hitched up in a way that you don't want to be hitched up with some things. And um, yeah, this is this is an a, an amazing season that we're in, and we all Isn't to be here right now, right. And, no matter how it looks, you out there, all of us watching, we are here for a reason and we're here for a purpose and we are here to bring love to the planet. And however that looks for you, it may look very different than even what, what Lori and I are doing, but we each have our part. Yes. And everyone is so essential. It's like, to me, what I keep hearing is all hands on deck, dude, all hands on deck. Absolutely. And- And this is, yeah, it's a time to really not, you know, to take that courage and to not be afraid to look in and to do the inner work. Because as we change ourselves inwardly, we're actually affecting the whole collective. And so, you know, just we're a drop in the ocean. And but if all a bunch of drops, you know, shift, that's going to change, you know, the entire ocean. Um, Absolutely. Interesting. So thank you again. Thank you so much and And for giving me the opportunity to do what I love so much. So thank you. Yes, ma'am. And I will see you around and I appreciate everybody watching. Please (laughs) do share, please do like, um, if you have any questions, feel free to go ahead and post these in the comments. We can come back and look at these and, um, answer whatever, if you've thought of things after, and I hope everyone has a beautiful day and stay tuned because we have a lot coming up in this next month here. So do hit the subscribe, do hit your notification to make sure that you're getting it. And don't forget, we do have a monthly members meeting as well. We just had one on Sunday. We do one, one a month. And that is very different platform than what we're doing here when we have guests. Um, when we do our members meeting, it is a group 
um, participation thing where there's engagement. We, we all see each other's faces in a Zoom. Um, there's all, there's Q&A, there's destiny readings and prophetic readings. And um, we, we try to pour into you guys and encourage you guys and, and for you guys to meet one another and just create community and um, really connection, um, especially in this time of estrangement and isolation and division. Uh, we are finding each other, just like I found Lori and yeah. uh, others who, you know, maybe weren't on my radar even a year ago. Um, we are coming together and we are being the light. And when we all combine forces as light, we can be such powerful radiance and we can really, really affect the planet. So just you guys hang in there. We love you so much. And I send love and prayers to you, Lori, and your Me family. Too. And Thank to you. everybody watching, and we will see you guys next Thursday. Okay. Have a good one. All right. Bless you guys. Thank you. Bye.